When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they are a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is writer, performer and comedian Nicola Wren. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, I think we were both just talking about the time of year and I, I, I was saying I've got a sore throat. Sore and, throat. And you were saying I'm not going to get the sniffles on the podcast. I'm going to try not to sniff because that would really irritate my mum who'll probably be the only friend of mine that listens to this. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay, I'm sorry. She won't listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. How did you find choosing the people for your island? Oh, really hard. Um, because I also I didn't want to be really negative. Mm. But then I then I was thinking in detail about my choices, and I was like, I think actually what what I've realised is that I'm the dick in all of these situations. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's fine. Like, I'd, I'd maybe I'd rather call myself a dick than other people. Oh. But I but I had one of them was easy, and the other two. I thought about for a while. Oh, right. Well, I'm really interested to hear who you've chosen. Let's dive in. Who's going to be your first choice? Quite unspecific first one, but also specific, is anyone with a ukulele. Yes. Okay. Right. You know when you go away anywhere and you see that one person that's got a ukulele strapped to their backpack and you're just like, oh, you're that guy. Okay. And you're going to get the ukulele out and you're going to start playing some awful cover of something. Yeah. Yeah. And make everybody sit around and listen to you because you're so fun. Mm. It's like if you've got a ukulele, you just think you're quite fun, mm. and and it, it reminds me of forced fun, which I hate. Okay, yeah. Uh, have there been any specific instances where you've seen someone playing the ukulele and it's irked you? Uh, so many. The, the the most recent was I went on this walk across northern Spain. Oh yeah. Um, this isn't just a way of me dropping in that I did a 500-mile pilgrimage, by the way. Wow. Um, but, but there right, it you is. You just did. Clang. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was walking, and it was the first day, and I just got to the top of this hill, and uh, I was knackered, and I just sat down for a minute, and then this girl came walking past, and she had a ukulele, and she sat next to me and started playing it at the top of the hill. And uh, it turned out she was the only other British person that I met all that day and I was like oh no is this what it's going to be like I I came here for some sort of peace and quiet and and she's playing the ukulele now I'm gonna have to get up and start walking faster Mm, but she actually was lovely so you know lovely people do play the ukulele it's just it's just one of those things right okay yeah that that really irks me Mm, what was she playing oh I can't remember now pop covers yeah, you know, they always like an Ed Sheeran cover or or something that's like, don't worry, be happy. Yeah, I don't know what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, I know. I, what you I, mean. I, I love music, and mm. but I just don't, I just don't like the ukulele. It's it's a frustrating. I uh, I know what you mean. So 
if I see one instance of ukulele, so like someone's playing it and I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cute. I could see that. I could watch that for about three minutes. Yeah. If it was to continue, I'd, I'd sort of think, yeah, yeah, let up a bit there. But it's also that the people in possession of the ukulele kind of think that everyone wants to listen to it for quite a long time. Yes, yeah. And that's another thing I've got a bit of a problem with is when like you're forced to listen to something. Like my my big thing I don't like at the moment that keeps happening is that when people get on a tube mm. and they start playing music and they like come right up to you mm. like, and you're just like if it's on a street I don't mind because I can walk past it I can give you 50p yes and good for you mm. keep making your music yeah but if you're gonna make me listen to it while I'm sitting on the tube and I'm just trying to have a little think oh definitely yeah I've seen it like as, as, as we approach Christmas I feel like it happens more mm. right you people get on you know, they're playing like a Christmas song or something yeah yeah I see that I know what you mean and you're in you're like you've got nowhere to run especially if you exactly. sat down yeah yeah um okay and I feel like people that play the ukulele uh they kind of had this uh, complex, like this, like they've got a complex. Well, no, but they just feel like they're above everyone else because fewer people can play the ukulele than can the guitar, for example, right? Really? I think so. Oh, okay. I always think I always thought ukulele was really well to play it well. Mm. Probably it's harder than the guitar, right? But okay. everybody thinks I can play the ukulele, don't they? Well, maybe it's just me then. I just don't think that there's been that many instances in my life where I've come across people playing the ukulele. But maybe I'm living something like playing it really well. You mean? Yeah, playing it well. Yeah. Well, no, neither have I. That's probably no. why I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a brilliant ukulele artist. Mm. And listen, like, I'm sure people with ukuleles, maybe that this is why I could be the dick, because maybe like they're just good time people. Maybe. And they want to spread the love and they want to cover Bruno Mars. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm just a sort of spoil sport. It's, it's going to be Bruno Mars, isn't it? Yeah. That's what they're playing. Oh, oh, that one. What is that song? Sorry, I can't du, say. Du, 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 du. Uh, that one. No, no, no. Oh, maybe I... Oh, it's not. Maybe it's not. What, the, her lipstick stains on the... Da, 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 da. I don't da, know. Da. 20, oh, maybe it's not Bruno 24 Mars. 24 Carat Magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's got loads of songs. He's got what we're learning. He's got songs, hasn't he? So that uh, would keep you busy on the desert island, wouldn't it? Trying to work out which songs are Bruno Mars songs and which ones aren't. Mm, okay. So maybe it would be fun. Yeah, maybe it would be but all right. But ideally not. No, okay. Right, okay. Yeah. Anyone with a banjo would be welcome on the island because that is an instrument I'd like to learn. That is impressive, I think, the yeah, banjo. Very yeah, very impressive. Um, I love how with a banjo they've got a pick on every finger. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's mental. I don't know how they do it. It's so complicated. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, okay, so people who play the ukulele is going to be your first choice. Um, anything else on ukulele players before we put them on the island? No. Okay. I think they've had enough. They've had enough. That's it. People that play the ukulele are going on. Thank you very much, Nicola. And who's going to be your second choice? Right, my second choice is um, maybe a bit illogical, but my second mm. choice is, and I'm going to be really specific about this, it's Bear Grylls' TV persona, okay? Because I don't know Bear Grylls, and he might be a lovely guy, and I'm sure he is, but his the way he is on TV just really, it's a, so annoying. Yes. It's so arrogant, and everything has to sound like this. Mm. And can you imagine being stuck with somebody who talks <laughs> like this? Yeah, it's good. And he'd like. There's a few. There's a few reasons why I wouldn't want him around. Obviously, he'd be good for survival. But no one's saying that there aren't some nice things on this desert island mm, that's already. True. So, Bear Grylls would probably. 
I just, I find him a bit arrogant. I'd find it annoying that he'd want to do everything and he'd probably want to put us in more dangerous situations mm. than are necessary. Mm. And then once we get rescued from the desert island, he'll take all the credit. Yes. And, and that's where me being a dick comes in because I would be jealous and I wouldn't like to, to feel like I was in Bear's shadow. Oh. <laughs> wow. and him for, to be the hero because and i'd get a great deal of satisfaction out of learning myself yes you know, yeah. how to start a fire without bear mansplaining to you how to do it every time exactly yeah Nicola, yes. Nicola, great work but if you did it like this yeah yeah i can see it yeah um i enjoyed those programs to start with mm. so like the first couple series of the island but now I just can't, I can't do it. I can't handle it. And I'm also just like, I think Bear's getting on that boat and going off to like stay in a really nice hotel as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. But it's weird because he like muddies up for the VTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? He like messes up his clothes, messes up his hair and like puts some like sandy mud on his face and he's like fake. Yeah. I tell you who I love, Steve Irwin. I know he's dead. Steve Irwin was good. That was a real... Yeah. What a, what a great guy. No, look, Bear, I'm sure, he, and he's doing great things for the world, but he's also um, the face of Alpha. Do you know about Alpha? No. I, I, you're from, I'm from a, uh, a Christian background. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not a Christian anymore, but Alpha is this course that is really great mm-hmm. um, if you want to learn about God. Okay. Um, I've actually never done it, but I'm not going to slag it off. Um, but Bear is now the face of it because Bear's a Christian. Right. And um, I just find it annoying the idea that he might also try to evangelize on the island. Yes. And I have a really bad reaction when people try to evangelize. Uh, so, what happens with Alpha then? What I guess about. Evangel- I think you go there and there's. Um, I think there are snacks. Um, and they, you, you talk about the Bible and you ask questions. The slogan is, got questions? Try Alpha. What? Okay. I, I, I just, my friend keeps trying to make me go and I really don't want to. But um, Makes it sound like a new search engine. But, but, but what really annoyed me about it was I was like, this is like a Christian thing, but you're obviously paying Bear Grylls to advertise it quite a lot. Or like the fact that they've like made adverts for it that Bear Grylls is the face of really irritates me because I'm just like... I don't, I don't feel like Jesus, you know, when he was here, because he was a real man, whether or not you believe in Christianity. I don't really believe that, you know, he'd be like, let's actually make a really great high definition video of Bear Grylls. Okay, yeah. Talking, I'm getting on a tangent. I'm gonna no, no, some, I'm with you. I'm there. I'm going to offend some Christians. I, um, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually just really getting into the alpha using a celebrity to kind of promote Christianity. That's yeah, what I'm getting I into. think it's, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, sure. So Bear Grylls, surely he'd be the best person to help, like, you have any chance of survival on the island. But I know, but... But it's not worth it. He'd be, he would be great, but mm. I think... If it would just get to me way too much that he yeah. was so good at everything, and it's like that thing where um, he'd do something like I watched a clip of him rubbing a leaf on his hair to try and make it set alight, and I was like, I can just imagine myself trying that for so long and not being yeah. able to do it. Yeah. So he'd make me feel like a failure, and oh, who wants yeah. to feel like a failure on a desert island? Not me. Yeah. Okay. Um, but good. I'm sure he would be extremely useful, really. Like I say, I found it hard to think of people, but he's just one TV personality that really grinds my gears. Don't doubt yourself. It's a very good choice. Well, it's thanks. My, it's my job to ask questions. You must ask away. Um, Bear Grylls is going to be your second choice. A very solid choice, I think. Uh, helpful on the island, perhaps, but frustrating. 
to be around, I imagine. Frustrating to be around. It would just dig too deep into my complexes <laughs> and insecurities as a person, okay. I'm afraid. And it would just make me feel bad about myself. Right. Which is why I'm the dick in this situation again. <laughs> Bear goes on the island. Thank you very much, Sika. Who's going to be your third choice? Well, my third choice, I was telling one of my brothers about it and mm. he was like, well, that's a stupid choice. Um, right, okay. But uh, because it is a bit specific, because not everybody has a therapist, obviously. Mm. Uh, I personally, as a writer and performer, find it very useful to have one. Um, but I wouldn't want to be on the desert island with my therapist because uh, it's a dynamic thing. I love the guy. He's so great and he's done so much good good work, actually, <laughs> on all those aforementioned insecurities, yeah. uh, which I'm obviously so over. No, um, it's a dynamic thing because with a therapist, they know everything about you mm. and you don't know anything about them. Oh, that's scary. That's and that's a dynamic mm. that I'm not going to want to get, be getting into. Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he would know every. He knows every sort of little worry or uh, every- bad thing that I've ever done or I mean I haven't done anything really bad. But um But have you so yes, okay. That relationship is worrying to me in a way that my wife says to me quite often, I should go and see a therapist. She'll just say to me, I think it'd be really good for you, you should go see a therapist. I don't think I want to like let anyone know the the chasms within my mind. <laughs> is that, is well, that a bit deep? No. What, for you to say? Yeah. You no, know, I think that's lots of people's feeling. That was my brother Al's feeling. He was like, I don't need therapy. I don't want to talk to a therapist. Okay. What, there's nothing wrong with me. Not that's what you're saying, but yeah, you have to have a certain amount of like willingness to let someone in. But that you're, it's also like, if you pick a nice one, it's quite safe because they're not allowed to... But then tell anyone else stuck and on then an it island. can be quite liberating but yeah if you're stuck on an island with them mm. it's just that's going to be a bit much you might start to learn something about them well you would hope yes because the thing is when, I suppose when you're in therapy you can't you know if I asked my therapist like you know how are you where do you live <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what's going on how's your relationship with your siblings mm. or whatever he wouldn't tell me because he'd be like Nicola we're not allowed to discuss that Whereas on the island, actually, maybe it'd be quite fun. Mm. Have you had that stuff before? Maybe we could have the the tables could turn. Mm. And I could start to just really psych him out. Yeah, just follow him around all the time. Just asking him (laughs) questions about himself. Tell me about your childhood. Mm. Or just make up stories about your own life and just throw him completely off. Yeah. Um, This is interesting to me. Uh, Well, that's good. So have you tried to ask him questions before? Yeah, but I sort of knew when I started doing it that you're not really allowed. Not... My mum's a therapist, so I ah. she had told me the rules of the road. But um, well, she's a music therapist, actually. So really, she just they just come and play the piano or bang a drum or the ukulele. for a while. Which... No. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a ukulele. Don't so get me started. Music therapy. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. So so what she plays music with kids. Um, yeah. So I don't know why I said kids. I just assumed it's kids. It is kids. Oh right. Yeah. Um, okay. It's actually usually disabled kids um, right, yeah. because they like kids who can't communicate in uh, your con- conventional ways, and um, you. It's about like listening and responding, and so she'll go into a room and she'll have all these different instruments, and they can pick up anything and play with it, and then it's about them feeling heard. So like if she play, if someone picks up a maraca or whatever, then mum will pick up a maraca as well, and then they'll start jamming together. And that's great. I mean, that's my kind of like surface level knowledge of music therapy. I'm sure it goes way deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
It's making me think that I want to go and buy some instruments and take them back to my kids. Oh, well, you definitely should. Yeah. Let them bang a drum. Well, there's some around. They do play some, but like, thank you. You've given me an idea. How old are your kids? Uh, Nearly two and four. Nearly two and four. Oh, that's... Well, two's quite difficult, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. I it's wouldn't want fine. to be on an island with a two-year-old. <laughs> no, no, you, you can put the two-year-old. I'm sure, yours is lovely. Not oh, it's lovely, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, well done, because you know you got here early this look, morning. Very much like the therapist. This isn't about me. This is about no. no I don't, now I, let's really dig into <laughs> it. Yeah, dig it. Yeah. Uh, okay, therapist. That would be tough. I mean, yeah. I wonder what it's like for him, your therapist, just knowing everyone's secrets all the time. I know. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, does he wake like? obviously it's not all about me Mm. and he's got loads of clients but I was like I wonder if he's wondering how I got on with that thing that we talked about the other day or like you know does he ask well they're not really allowed to to ask questions you you just talk well he mine to be honest actually like does probably talk a bit too much I like it because that's how I I respond better to that I, I don't deal well with someone just sitting there with a notepad not saying anything um, so I do like to be provoked, but uh, he no he can't. He, I have I have to start the conversation. He would never be like, so how did uh, dumping that guy go or whatever? Like you right, know, okay, that's um, yeah. Not that I'm dumping loads of people, <laughs> but you know that's just an example of something that we might discuss mm. that I want to do mm. and then go and do because if because I guess if he asked me and then I came and I was like actually I didn't do it and we're getting married then he'd be in a bit of a situation you know when friends oh, say yeah. to you like I think I'm going to end it with uh, with Julie so yeah. Julie yeah yeah Julie yeah. and then you're like do you know what I think that's a good idea actually because Julie's a bit difficult oh, okay and then they come back and they're like we're moving in together and you're like oh great brilliant oh, interesting okay so yeah what about that thing that you told me about yeah yeah so basically never be a dick about your friends, um, mm, okay. Partners, even if you think they're dicks, okay. Just to keep it on, on message about dicks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Therapist. This is great. I think this is great. This is uh, what a difficult person to be stuck on an island with. I think so. I think. Even even the best therapist. Mm, okay. Thank you very much, Nicola. Now, mercifully, among the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Well, unfortunately, I've really fucked myself here because if I was on a desert island, right, I don't, I hate coconut water. And obviously that would be something that I would... That would be your main source. Yeah. And so this isn't, this isn't a sort of, you know, a rejection of Bear Grylls-esque choice. This is just, this is just genuinely Mm. my least favourite fluid. Um, yes. It's, I just don't get it. And I know it's good for me, or they say it is. Mm. Why is it good? Because it's got electrolytes in it. I'm not sure. Yes, I think I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. And I'd love to get into it, but I just think it tastes like semen. It it does. Right? It tastes like semen. And uh, I, I've i never tasted, uh, like, I'm just going to say, I've never tasted semen, right? I've never tasted right. the semen... Sure. Not my own or anyone else's semen, sure. But but <laughs> on the but like it's what I imagine semen would taste like. But it's like the consistency, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like we're very watery semen, but it on somewhere on the box it says it's the endosperm of the coconut. Oh, so it is actually semen. <laughs> I think I believe it is actually it's in the family. Sperm. Yeah. Well that doesn't surprise me at all. And I don't like coconut and I don't really like the taste of sperm. So yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So there we go. There That's we why go. I'm not into yeah. it. But uh, I realised that I'd probably have to train myself to like it on the island. Yeah. 
It's just, uh, it might be the only thing that you've got. Unless, well, Bear's not going to be there, so... Um, oh, no, if Bear was there, he could crack the o- coconuts, but if I'd chosen for him not to be there, yeah. then I might not be able to find a way of cracking open the coconuts or drink them anyway, so... Yes, because it's not just, like, the one that you get at the uh, fairground. Exactly. It's like, it's got a there. massive thing around it. Massive shell. A massive shell around it. Is it a shell? Yeah. Coconut shell? Sure. An outer layer? <laughs> I don't know. Coconut, coconut protective case. A protective case. Uh Okay, yeah, coconut water. I agree. It's weird. Well, that's good. I don't like most it. people, when I say that I don't like it, they're like, oh my God, really? It's so good for you. Fuck off. No, 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 no. I don't like it at all. Apparently, it's like it's it's been claimed to be better for you than water. How could it be better for you no, than water? No, that's madness. That's madness. It's rubbish, isn't it? Aren't we something like 60% water, 70% 80. water? 80. 80% water. I'm going to I'm gonna back water. Tap water as well. Yeah. Not bottled. Yeah. Apparently, like, 80% of bottled water is tap water. Well, yeah. So there you go. And a lot of it, if you buy it from supermarkets, it has been sitting in, in that bottle for, like, three years. And so, actually, all the little bits of plastic have sort of melted their way into the water. And so it's really not very good for you. Yes. I... I um, What was the situation? Oh, yeah. There was a talk here at, where, at this place where, where, where we are right now... Um, about plastic the other day and the person that came in to do a talk said that she had her urine tested and there was just loads of plastic in her mm, urine really? from like things that you use every day Ooh. it's gross isn't it it's unsettling it's dangerous um okay coconut water is going to be a drink choice good choice i think yeah um and what's going to be your food well, choice well again i'm imagining these are going to be rife on the island but Go mushrooms on. Mushrooms, yeah, yeah, go on. Fr- specifically, actually, fried mushrooms. Right. Because I think I could probably get on board with a baked portobello mushroom with, like... Cheese inside. Cheese inside. Yeah. I've seen them before and thought, I could. If I had to, I could. Have you not had them? No, no. I, I think, actually, it's... um, And I'm not sure if I don't like mushrooms because I don't like them or if it's because... When I was a kid, um, my brother Al, who I mentioned earlier, who was rude about my therapist choice, Mm. he didn't like them. And I think I so desperately wanted to impress him that I was like, yeah, I don't like them either. But then that got so ingrained in my head that Mm. now genuinely I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't 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 see past it. If you cut them up really small and put them in my food like a child, then I will eat them. (laughs) But when it's like, if you've got a fry up and then you can just smell that kind of sweaty fried mushroom smell and I just don't like it at all. I haven't encountered that many people, I don't think, that hate the mushrooms so much. Really? Yeah. I really don't like them. Interesting. I like this. Um, I I quite like mushrooms, but I I wouldn't be able to tell you why. Maybe it's like a meaty texture. Maybe. Sounds gross, right? Or maybe somebody you looked up to as a child really loved them and you just wanted to impress <laughs> maybe, them so you got over it. Maybe I did. <laughs> but I don't understand. Like, what do they... What, they don't even taste really much. No, yeah. I like how you like the look of one with cheese in the middle, though. <laughs> well, yeah, my, I used to work for this woman uh, as a her kind of cook, as like my side job while I was acting. Um, I still have to do side jobs. I just uh, have a different one. Right, um, yeah. It's not like I'm, I'm now famous. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, and one of the things she liked was like these portobello mushrooms with goat's cheese in, yeah. and I was preparing it, and I thought, hmm, I've done that quite well, and maybe that would be nice, but I'm not going to try it. 
Where, so what is this situation? I like goat's cheese. Sounds like you're working in someone's house. Making... I was working in someone's house, yeah. I mean, it's not really that funny, actually, because she was really ill. Oh, um, sorry. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, I was just like, how can I make this amusing? No, she was very unwell and uh, needed somebody to kind of come in and cook some meals and do like meal prep oh, for, right, and, walk, okay. and walk the dog oh, and I right. lived around the corner so I, oh, I popped right. over and it was just after I came out of drama school so that's great and she was really nice and I think mostly we just chatted quite a lot oh that's nice because I'm not a brilliant cook <laughs> um, but I did get a lot better uh, working for her and actually then she she miraculously recovered um, after I left so then I was like <laughs> maybe I was making her ill uh, with uh, the mushrooms sorry. With all the mushrooms. It was the mushrooms. It wasn't me. Have you seen The Phantom Fred? The film The Phantom Fred? No. Oh, right. It's like that. With, um... She keeps him ill with the mushrooms. <gasps> Does she really? Yeah. I think I've given away the end of the film. That's Daniel J. Lewis, isn't it? Yeah. Spoiler. Was that his last film? I watched an interview the other day. It might be. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously going to do more, but he was making some chat about that being his last film. Yeah. I loved it, but I went to see it at the Southback Centre and Johnny Greenwood um, was conducting an orchestra because oh. he did the soundtrack and there was like a live orchestra and I've never been to anything like that before, but it was amazing. That's I'm taking really this cool. down, a t- down a tangent. So mushrooms are going to be your food choice. Possibly loads of mushrooms on the island. I know, I know. But edible, I don't know. You don't imagine well, they'll be edible, yeah, but maybe they so would careful. be. I'd probably stick to fishing. Oh, yeah, okay. And I, b- I back myself actually as a hunter-gatherer. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, at school we had to do army training, and I did win. Did you? Best cadet. Mm. Did you? And I was the best at shooting, which makes me just sound really posh. But we were like, proper like rifle shooting with targets mm. and cans. Not animals, I wouldn't shoot animals. No, and no. We don't, uh, not from a kind of hunting background. Needs must, though, right, um, on an island. Yeah, but one of my other brothers is in the army, and... Uh, so obviously he's good at shooting, mm. um, but I maybe it's um, inherent. He he had this air rifle actually, and um, he couldn't. He wasn't hitting the cans that he put out as target. Little Nicky comes along. Oh. Let me have a go, brother. Took the rifle. Bam! Got all three. Did you? Not at once. I did three shots. That's great. Anyway, I wouldn't have a rifle on the island, and now I also sound quite aggressive. <laughs> but um, I, uh, I, I back myself. Yeah. All oh, right. We had to learn to like capture capture rabbits and. Uh, I think I want you on my island. I no, you wouldn't. No, I'd be I'd be a, I'd be, a be a nightmare. nightmare. But okay. I would be good at hunting and gathering. Okay, all right, fine. Uh, mushrooms could be a food choice. Thank you very much, Nicola. Now, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck. It only has two working settings. One is your least favorite film of all time, and the other is your least favorite song. What are they and why? My least favourite film, film is a film called Mother! Exclamation mark. Mother, yes. How should I say it? Mother! Mother. I've not seen this, the but The Darren please. Aronofsky film. Yeah, tell, tell us about it. Okay, Mother! Exclamation mark. Um, stars Jennifer Lawrence mm. and Javier Bardem and Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. I think um, and it's Darren Aronofsky who made Black Swan it's mm. his his movie and it's a horrible film it's so the violence in it is so gratuitous I can't tell you really what it's about someone gets pregnant but then their baby's bones get broken and like wow. there's a big party and it's all about this woman who's freaking out I think it's basically looking into like the darkest darkest psychology of a pregnant woman but it's so horrible and I was just also again this makes me a dick this choice but I watched it 
for free because I am a member of a cinema and it's not a posh cinema, but I worked out that I could sneak into some films without paying. Oh, great. And this was the first one that I tried it with. And as I sat there in hell watching this film i was like this is punishment for stealing it is yeah it's really punishment and i was like i should leave now i should just go because (laughs) this is awful and i hate it and i sat there through the whole thing and i just felt really uncomfortable and i was like but i don't understand why people make films like that because i'm just like if i want to watch something that horrific i'll just watch the news oh yeah yeah do you know what i mean like Maybe and I, I I just couldn't see what the point of it was. I think it actually got really well reviewed. Mm. Maybe that's just because my style is a bit more heartwarming, is a bit more. Yeah. I need a bit of I need a bit of maybe love a, maybe, and joy in my films. Yes. Even just even or just just a glimmer of hope. Just a glimmer of hope, even if it's a really sad story. Mm. What about okay? Yes, okay. Maybe you went in carrying a slight bit of guilt because you'd. Or was it a thrill? No, I did definitely go in carrying a bit of thrill, but it's a thriller and it's a really, really violent, horrible Is it? psychological thriller. I don't think from so from the trailer, because I haven't seen it, but from the trailer or any advertising that I see, it looks more like uh like do you remember that film The Others? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. Mm-mm. Okay. It starts a bit like that because yeah, she's kind of being it was a while ago now that I watched it, but she's kind of being haunted by this baby that's inside her but i think the baby's like a demon or something i'm really sorry if anyone's listening and they're a big fan of this film and i'm getting all the plot wrong i couldn't follow it right okay but it was it just got more and more gratuitous and i i just didn't like it oh no okay and i tried to think of a different film that would be like more kind of a funny choice but genuinely I just couldn't think of anything else other than that film no uh, it doesn't sound like my type of film at all also I scare really easily so do you any kind of horror wouldn't do on the island because I'd already be shit scared because I'm scared of the dark so it's it's not jumpy it's uh, no it's a bit jumpy is it a little bit jump scares but I do Mm. scare very easily Mm, okay do Mm. you I can't look out of uh, windows at night time when there's like no light outside if it's all dark, because I just think there's going to be a face. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I grew up in the middle of the countryside, oh, right. and it was so dark. Mm. And uh, someone actually got murdered down the road. And then after that... Oh, you don't yeah, know. Yeah. When I was like eight, and then my sister had a murder mystery party, and uh, I was upstairs on my own, and I heard someone walking upstairs, and I'm like, who is it? And she <laughs> went... It's the murderer. No. Yeah, she did. She oh, did. Oh, no. Horrible. She's oh. lovely, but that was the worst thing she'd ever done. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm too scared that I'm going to get killed. So, And it just gave me this real fear of the dark. And actually, the reason I went to therapy the first time, I'm, I'm not like some kind of psycho who's like, had. I've, I've actually got not that many issues, but some... <laughs> Uh, but it was because I got this idea about being murdered, right, in my head. And when I went to uh, my senior school, we had to write an English essay. Mm. Um, not an essay, a creative writing thing. And the title was Fairground. And I thought, everyone's going to be writing something really happy. 
I'm going to write something dark. So I wrote this story about somebody who got raped and murdered in a fairground. Wow. And then, I got, then the English teacher, like, after the she marked all of them, she was like, Nicola, I think you need to talk to the nurse because we're worried about you. And I was like, oh, I haven't been raped in a fairground, honestly. Um, and she was like, no, no, it's fine. But maybe, maybe you should go and talk to somebody about these things that you're kind of imagining what? and so they sent me to see a therapist and, and then what I got out of that therapist who did just sit there with a notebook and didn't really chat was that I'm just a bit scared of the dark <laughs> right okay yeah. that's what came out of it yeah okay but I, I was also like fifth like how old was I at that point like 14 or something so I didn't know anything deeper no okay yeah I mean I think I, I was quite scared of the dark for quite a long time but yeah. I don't know when it stopped where are you from I'm from a, quite a small town, Where? but not the countryside. Come on, let's get into the Hertfordshire. Okay, lovely. Yeah. But you're not from London? No. Because I like living in London because it's so light everywhere. Like, there's yes. lights. Yeah, it's light all Even the time. Even though it's m- way more dangerous than the middle of Devon, mm. I am less scared. Because there's more people around as well, all people the time. People around, lights on. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I. so I've been to people's houses that live in the countryside and when it when it gets dark and you look out and it's just pitch black everywhere there's the murderer that's intimidating even just going in the garden Mm -hmm. yeah it's a bit scary yeah but when i was really young i used to camp in my garden all the time in a tent just no fear no fear maybe it takes that moment that like murderer moment to yeah okay anyway that was a big digression but that's right you know it's a podcast it would be a problem it would be a problem on the island because i would be scared all the time Oh, yeah. I'd have to sleep under the stars. And you don't want this being your only entertainment? Definitely not. Okay. Uh, What's going to be your song choice? My song choice is um, Mr. Blue Sky by the Electric Light Orchestra. Okay. Which I know lots of people love. Yeah. And I tried to listen to it again to sort of work out what it is that I don't like about it so much. Mm. And I genuinely couldn't get past the first 20 seconds without just, like, reeling. And I don't know why. It's... I think it's that I'm not sure, and I don't know enough of, about the Electric Light Orchestra. It's like, who are you trying to be? Are you trying to sound like the Beatles? Are mm. you tr- wh- who are you trying to sound like? Yeah. And it's like, it's so harsh at the beginning. It's like, mm, 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 mm. and also my ex-boyfriend really loved that song. And I think I tried to like it for so long mm. because he loved it. And I was... And then when we broke up, I was like, I hate that song. Uh, yeah. I hate that guy. No, I don't hate that guy but at all. But I was like, that song, why did I try to like it? Um, That's rubbish. Doesn't it start with like a robot voice? Mr. Blues Guy or something like that. Oh, yeah. Isn't yeah. that at the very oh, start? It's like a weird, head. horrible robot voice. Yeah. Blues Guy. Something oh, like that. It's, it's like, <laughs> we'll do it again. So it goes like, Blues Guy. Something like yeah, that, doesn't yeah. it? This is yeah, something version. like that. Yeah. And it's like, hey, damn, Mr. Blue. But what was quite fun when I was talking to my best friend about uh, doing this podcast, and I said, oh, that's mm. my song choice. And I know most people love that song. Mm-hmm. She was like, I hate that song. And it was great because I was like, and this is another reminder of why we're best pals. Yeah. Yeah. So now there is some nice association with it, actually, because she had it. to sing it in a acapella group at uni and she was hated it right yeah but yeah it's the way it, it's sort of like this song is going to make you happy and you're going to listen to it now oh, is how it yeah. makes you feel sorry yeah 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 to listen to that no. that's how i feel listening to mr blue sky okay 
Right. I mean, I'm not. I don't think I've ever had very strong opinions of this song, but I don't. I, I've definitely never turned it off the radio. Interesting that you say, uh, "Are you trying to be the Beatles and stuff?" Because it's Jeff Lynne is is in ELO, and I'm sure that he's produced like loads of Paul McCartney stuff. So wow. I wonder whether that came from him trying to sound like the Beatles, and they're like, "Oh, we know a guy who can make stuff sound like the Beatles." Jeff Lynne. Who knows? Maybe. Good knowledge, though. Thanks. Well done, you nerd. Oh, yeah, I know. It's nerdy, though. Well. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. That, that's, um, you know, I'll, take, I'll carry that with me through the day. Um, Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. I think that's a good choice. That would become really overbearing mm. if you've got to listen to that all the time. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Nicola. And finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Snake. Where are its legs? That's all I'm saying. Snake. Where, where and there's going to be loads. There's going to be. I don't trust an animal with no legs. Snake. Where are its legs? Yes. Okay. I get what you mean. Obviously, snakes don't. Like, but you know what I mean? It's, it's the hor- way it can travel. Mm, some of them are really fast. Like, some massive oh. snakes are really fast, aren't they? Yeah. I saw someone on the tube the other day with um, one of those really useful boxes, as in that's the brand name. Um, but they are also really useful. Uh, this isn't an ad. Um, you know, like a storage box. And I was like, he put it on the floor and I just looked and I was like, I wonder what's in there. And there was a fucking boa constrictor in there. No. Honestly. And I was freaking out. And I was like, I need to get out. I need to get out of this train right now. And then it got like stopped at a red signal. And people on the people on the train were, were also clocking onto it. And then they, I think what they were more clocking onto was my face, which was like... Obviously, I can't show you over the podcast, but I was just staring at it and sort of panicking and being like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. You can't take a snake on a train. Surely that should be illegal. Snake on a plane. <laughs> snake's Make on a film a, about it. Snake's on a train. Um, surely that should be illegal. I though. know. Well, I wanted to report it, but I didn't because I also didn't want to be a job's worth. But You could just walk on that train with anything. Yeah. I wonder what you could get away with. Well, a boa constrictor. A boa constrictor, yeah. In a fucking box. Oh, it was awful. That's awful. Yeah, I just really don't like snakes. Um, but there's obviously going to be loads of them on the island, so I'm going to have to befriend them in some way. There are going to be loads of snakes on the island. Obviously. Ah. Isn't that the sort of place where? Yeah, I in don't the know. Sort of like foresty area of the island. There probably will be snakes. Yeah. Shit. I wonder if you kill a snake, does it get good meat to eat? Probably. Okay. I feel like they do that in. I'm sure I've seen Bear Grylls do it. Yeah, oh, damn at some it, point. I'd need him there. Fine, yeah, he yeah, can come. yeah. But oh, I trust you as a hunter gatherer. Thank you. I yeah. think you'd be good. And I've got so much venom, budum ching, towards snakes. Okay, yeah. Uh, that I, I'm sure I, that I could channel that into killing them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not that I would enjoy killing any animal. So, would you say you had a had a fear of snakes? Yes. Where does this come from? Probably my Christian background because, of course, it was a snake that tempted. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, I was believing that. Um, I thought that, that was maybe on some psychological level. No, my mum was always been really scared of them, and I and I um, we she's from Zimbabwe, hmm. and so we used to go there quite a lot to um, to visit my grandparents, and they we would go to like. I feel like actually we went to a snake museum when I was really young. I can't remember what it was. But I don't know why my mum would have taken us there. Or it was like you know, it was like it wasn't it wasn't a safari or anything. It was like a, it was like a zoo. I guess it was a zoo. I guess mm. it was a Zimbabwean zoo. Mm. And in that zoo there were snakes. And my mum 
has always been really scared of them and I really believe that you like can inherit fears from your parents oh yeah for sure I've um, definitely yeah my my sister-in-law my little I've got a little seven-year-old niece and my sister-in-law is really scared of spiders and she's always like every time she sees a spider she goes oh it's so cute so that Mimi my little niece doesn't pick up on the fear oh that's clever and then when she told me about that I was like mum my mum seems to be getting a bad rep on this yeah. I, 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 my mum's a really good mate of mine yeah she's great but yeah I think I just inherited it from her but maybe it's something to do with Adam and Eve and temptation <laughs> and um, you know that nasty little snake yeah serpent as they call it in the bible it could, um, it could be maybe I need to talk in therapy today about my unresolved issues with God with God and, <laughs> and why why that makes you hate snakes yeah um, yeah snakes would be horrible on the island right I think so yeah I mean uh, I don't see how anyone could love a snake like people have them people at do, home yeah I was friends with, with a girl at school who had snakes that and spiders like big spiders why would you want that in your house I don't know but I feel a bit sick thinking about it yeah it's horrible okay sorry I won't drag no, this I out bought it. Listen, yeah. I bought it up yeah you did you brought this to the island yeah um, okay snakes yes a great choice uh, Nicola this has been really good oh uh, well thanks I've really enjoyed this well I'm glad uh, uh, you have to say that but that's nice of you to no, say no it's great it's been really great great Nicola uh if people want to hear more from you, you are doing a live show, right? I've got a big old show on Yeah, at the Southwark Playhouse, mm. which opens on the 26th of November. I just got back from doing it at the Fringe, where it's sold out. Okay. Um, and got some nice reviews, actually. Oh. Um, some, some also not that nice, uh, but mostly nice. And it's called Superstar, and it is a comedy kind of storytelling play mm. um, in which I tell the story of growing up with four older siblings and mm. desperately wanting to win their approval and thinking that the best way to do that would be to become a superstar. And then what happens when my eldest brother actually does become a superstar uh, by uh. starting a band called Coldplay. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, yeah then about how that affected my relationship with the idea of success and the show's really a very fun and silly and heartwarming show about mm. why we feel the need to succeed and what we're trying to prove and um how the pursuit of fame is stupid interesting the the pursuit of any fame or like as a sole purpose as a soul like yes. if you think that you need to be famous in order to feel good about yourself, then you're fucked. Um, okay. <laughs> but it's a really happy show. Mm. It's it's all about sort of coming to terms with be, like, accepting who you are and yep. um, and coming out of someone's shadow. <laughs> yeah. I've not and seen the show, but I've looked into it and it does look really fun. It's really fun and yeah. silly. And it's like, as much as I get into stuff about my siblings and things like it's all very inward punching and like you taking the piss a lot out of my childhood delusions mm. um and it's it sounds like people think it's a show all about being chris martin from calplay's little sister but actually it's about generally being a sister of anyone mm. but it's also just relatable i think for so many people who have siblings but also like who have ever felt like they need more success in order to prove that they're worthy of love and attention. Yes, I can, like I can understand I, this. Okay, know. okay. And I think that's a lot of people. I think otherwise like Instagram wouldn't exist or... 
do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we need people to sort of like. Why would, yeah, like and subscribe. And uh, strive for those listener numbers, so, etc. Yeah, so that's a lot of spiel I've just given you actually on it. But So what age did you decide you wanted to be a superstar? When I was seven. Well, I was like, I want to be an actor. And obviously I've amped up the whole thing for the show. Hmm. Um, I started doing... Um, I was a mistake, basically. And <laughs> okay. uh, I was born the youngest of five and I... I was conscious that I needed to impress them to sort of prove that, like, I'm, you know, don't. Mm. I'm sorry that I'm here, but I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've got something to. I've offer. got something to prove. And yeah, then suddenly yeah. it's like I was doing this pantomime and I was a bunny and I had to dance, mm. and it was probably really. It was definitely really basic, but mm. in my head it was like I'm a star. Oh yeah. And they're yeah. clapping for me. This and is me now. This yeah. is look at my siblings. They are saying I'm good, mm. and then. Then I do the next village pantomime in which I play a Liverpudlian dwarf and the whole village says I'm good. Okay. And, so, and then you get these delusions. And then my brother left the village and moved to London and became a superstar. So I was like, well, obviously that's going to happen for me. How old were you when that happened? <laughs> what, when Chris got famous? Yeah. Well, he started the band when, he was, when I was eight. Right. And then got really famous when I was like 11. Okay, so it's quite young for you to be realising these things, I think, is it? Well, obviously I'm I'm realising them in the show in hindsight. Yes, okay, but like, okay. I think on a, and this is, you know, years of therapy. No, yes, uh, okay, we've gone full but, circle, yeah. yeah. But like, I think, obviously I wasn't like, as a seven-year-old, like, if I become a superstar, then blah, 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 blah. Mm. But looking back now where I'm like, why do I have all these thoughts and feelings about success and why do I always feel like I'm not enough and why do I feel like I can't have you know like I need to prove myself in my own right well my brother's famous and I have all these needs to 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 like get validation from the outside world right yes and so then when I started making the show about it it's like you you have these stories Mm. and things and you go like oh I think that's what was happening back then at that time yeah yeah like it was weird like I was in a show in Exeter playing mole in Wind in the Willows. Yeah. I talk about this too much now, actually. Um, but, like, Chris came to... And I was like... I thought I was, like, Nicky Martin, and that, cause that's my real name is Nicola Martin. I was like, I'm a big, a big cheese in Exeter now. Like, I'm mole, you know, everyone's coming. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be great. Yeah. And then Chris came with his new girlfriend, who was Gwyneth Paltrow, and suddenly, like, everyone after the show is asking for his autograph and her uh, autograph and, and taking pictures of them. And I was like, well, guys, how, mole is I, mole is here. <laughs> I am mole, yeah. yeah. And also, <clears throat> I think part of making the show is, is about me kind of accepting how much of a big impact my brother's fame had on my life. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. That must have been that must have been difficult. Um, I I'm really like I I'm really conscious that going I've got a famous brother is not something that you can then go it's really hard. Hmm. Um, but I have found it really difficult at times, and uh, this show is kind of my way of coming to terms with it and um, embracing it and trying to trust that like even if everyone knows me as Chris Martin's little sister for the rest of my life, then I've still I know who I am and I know what what i'm doing and i'm good i love that that's great i can't wait to see the show well please come yeah i'm gonna come see it there's loads yeah. of chat about it there yeah but yeah it's 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 um it's fun and i think people come away sort of surprised at how relatable it is actually because i think loads of people have a sibling or someone in their life who they feel like they're constantly in their shadow and um yeah yeah for sure you know or a parent or, or something yeah like that. yeah 
Yeah, I get that. But it's about a wider experience and about that thing about what I was saying about success. Mm. It's about so much stuff, guys. Uh, Sometimes when I talk about it, I'm like, is it about too much stuff, actually? Like, maybe I need to restructure the whole thing. Wow. (laughs) But no, it's it's about success and siblings. Um, I have just restructured the whole thing, actually, yeah. Yeah, And I think it's going to be really fun. Um, Nick, I can't wait to see the show. If people want to find you on social media, where can they find you? Instagram at NicolaRen26. Ren W R E N. Um and then on Twitter at Ren Nicola. Great. And the show's on at the Southwark Playhouse. The show's on at the Southwark Playhouse, yeah. Okay. For four weeks. Four weeks. Until the twenty first. How many of shows is that? Thirty. Thirty. Is it too many? Maybe. Okay. But I'm going for it. It's been my dream forever to get my own show on that I've written and can perform in London and it's taken me five years and it's, I got it's, here. It's very impressive. Yeah. Thank you. I, that, that wasn't me trying to make you say that, but I'm just really proud of it and really excited and really grateful yeah. for the opportunity. Uh, that's great. Well, thank you very much, Nicola. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. Cheers. Bye.